Welcome to the Solo Salon Owner Podcast. My name is Adrienne Schottler, and I am here to share with you my 20 years of beauty experience, both good and bad, so that you can grow and learn and advance your career in the industry. Grab yourself a snack, your favorite cocktail, and enjoy. I want to talk about if you have salon employees, if you're a small salon, this also can apply to you. If you are a larger salon with lots of employees and you're having challenges, there are people I can refer you to. There are people that I worked with when I had employees that made a huge difference in my business. I'm not here to tell you I have all the answers. I don't. I am here to share with you my experience and to help provide you with guidance to avoid making the mistakes that I've made. So in saying that, a little bit about me is I'm a nail tech. I've been a nail tech for 20 years. And in 2007, not only did I move from Florida to North Carolina, but I also had a baby and I started a business in the middle of a housing crisis and recession. And so what I want to say to all of you who survived the 2007-2008 recession, congratulations, you did it, and we're going to do it again. If you're worried about things that are going on and coming up for this current recession, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, in 2007-2008, if you were in business then, you saw a shift in business. We're about to see the same kind of thing. We're already seeing it where clients are starting to cut back. Depending on what part of the business you're in, they might extend their services from two weeks as a nail person to three or four weeks as a nail person, eight weeks as a hairdresser to maybe 10, 12 weeks. Skincare might be eliminated completely unless they seriously need to have attention to their skin, but again, they may be extending that. So how do we deal with all of that? We also see new guests during this time because of that shift. When business shifts that way, we can see guests that have cut vacations out of their budget, but are focused on self-care. There's two types of businesses that are so-called recession-proof, alcohol and beauty services. So when we look at these two things, they're very different, but people tend to splurge in those areas because it makes them feel good. So when economic downturns are a worry for salon owners, we need to figure out how to keep our sales up when clients start cutting back. We need to give them that extra feel good, that leveled up experience so that they know we're a safe space. We add value for the money that they're spending with us. So the first thing I want to talk about, pay attention to your cash flow. If you don't know your budget, if you don't have a budget, now's the time to get one in place. If you are just looking at your bank balances and buying all the shiny things, it is time to cut that out. You need to know your survival number. You need to know what it costs you to sit in your place of business without having a client. 
by the hour. I have a whole episode on finding your table costs and pricing for profit on the podcast. We cover all of that. If you don't know what your hourly survival number is, now's the time to figure it out. Um, I do help people one-on-one with those kinds of things. So if that interests you, you know, it's, it's a good thing to contact me after you listen to that podcast. But paying attention to your cash flow leads us right into the second thing, which is review your spending habits. We all like to buy the shiny things very impulsively. You know, as a nail tech, I can never have enough glitter, but it's time to scale back. Some discretionary spending needs to be eliminated and we need to buy just what we need for doing services. We need to cut things maybe such as traveling to shows or doing the higher end classes that are for services we're not really providing. If you're taking a class for extensions, but you decide you don't really wanna do extensions, that money wasn't worth it. If you're hardcore about doing extensions, then yes, you need to take that class. If you're already in it and you need to up your CEs, it might be worth it for you to take that class. Is that something you can do locally and not travel? These are the things we wanna look at. If you have staff, If you give your staff perks, like I worked in a salon where we did staff lunches every Saturday, Um, you could scale back to maybe a bagel and donut breakfast and cut some costs there. You still wanna give your staff perks if you have them, but maybe make it not so costly out of your pocket. They need to be valued, especially in a recession. You don't wanna have staff walk out it makes it much more difficult. So if you are dealing with staff, they have to be super appreciated and know that they're valued. So those little extra things are great, but make sure they are done economically. So again, it's wants versus needs. If you have something that breaks and you need to replace it, make sure you have some money stashed away so that you have that ability. Um, Reviewing your spending, There's a great book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. The basic concept is for every $1,000 you make, take $100 or even $50, put it in a high yield savings account so that you have a rainy day fund started so that when something breaks, you have the cash. Out of that money at the end of every quarter, you can either save it and roll over depending on what the situation is depending on how your business flow, how confident you're feeling. But at the end of every quarter, look at that account. What do you have saved up? It should make you very proud if you've been able to not touch it. And you can use that money for maybe paying off a debt or buying the new shiny thing or giving yourself a bonus. That is what Profit First is all about. When you take that 10% out before you even pay your bills, You're teaching yourself how to live and work on that 90% and stash the 10% away for a rainy day. It's the same as a personal account. You know, it's a good money habit to have, but a lot of us have bad money habits. Again, the shiny thing comes by, we have to have it. We need to really think about that kind of spending right now. 
The fourth thing I want to talk about is reviewing your clients. When I say reviewing your clients, think about who lights you up when they're on your book. Think about those people that have been loyal, they value you, they pay all of the costs, um, they may do double services or buy retail. They're the people who have really been supporters of your business. Now is the time to ask them for referrals if you are trying to fill a book. Now is the time to ask them for reviews or a selfie with you tagged on social media because that will help you grow your business from people who are very happy to receive your services and they value you. The people who drain the life out of you on your book, it might be time to let them go. Firing a client is never easy, but sometimes we are not a good fit. And the stress and headache of having bad clients who don't value you, getting on your book and repeatedly complaining, they're eventually gonna leave a bad review. Sometimes it's better to cut it off at the beginning and let it go um, and make more room for another queen to be in your chair and be the best client that you know that you can, can have. Um, it is six times more costly to gain a new client. So that's why we wanna rely on our best clients to be our advertising pieces. Ask them for help. The worst thing they can say is, well, no, you know, assure them that you're not going to give up their spot. You have other spots to fill. Cause that's another thing I've run into where clients are like, well, I don't want more people to come here because then I can't get my appointment. That's not the point. They will always have their appointment if they're a queen in your chair. You just want to duplicate them and have all good experiences all day long. So, Talking about client experiences is the fifth thing we're going to talk about. Client experience should be elevated during our session. You don't want to take anything for granted. And when, if you're asking your favorites for referrals, you have to have that extra thing in your services that adds value. So what does that mean? That might mean as a nail tech, you provide a hot neck wrap at pedicure station, or you give everybody a hand scrub at the end of their service, whether it's a pedicure, manicure, acrylic gel, anything. If you're a hairdresser, it might be making sure that their hair is perfect before they leave, perfectly styled. They have no color residue left around their ears, neck, or forehead, and that it is styled the way that they want it to be styled. Um, and again, it's the experience of acknowledging them, telling them how great they look. It could be something as simple as offering sparkling water or a signature coffee or tea drink for every client. Elevating experience sets you apart. It's not enough that you might have a niche, but your service needs to be leveled up. You need to leave your personal stuff at the door and make sure it is all about them. Don't roll in looking like you rolled out of bed when you're a beauty professional. It reflects in your space and it reflects in the first impression, especially if you have new clients on the book. And I've been told by 
some of my students, you know, it's, I own a salon studio. I can come and go how I please and what I look like. You can, but it will affect your business in the long run if you continually let yourself go and make that first impression that you don't care enough about yourself. How are you going to care about your client? That's what I want to impress about you. First impression is so important. Your first impression can be made in person, but it also can be made online. And during our session, we really want to talk to the people in our community, whether it's on a Facebook community or you're going out and meeting people um, or you're just going to events and meeting people. First impression is everything. So online first impression is having a brand, having it be across the board. If you have an Instagram and Facebook, if it's pink and butterflies and they show up to your studio where you have black walls and skulls, it's quite a different experience. Make it flow. I have nothing against black walls and skulls. I have a dark purple wall and I've got suns, moons, and stars all over my studio. It flows with my online presence for the nail studio. Make sure your first impression in person is not different than it is online. Another first impression is how they communicate with you and how they make appointments that can make or break you. So if you are in a bad mood and your phone is blowing up, don't answer it. Wait, let them leave a voicemail or text you and get back with them. Um, because that can be a negative first impression. They can make an appointment because they've talked to you and they feel under pressure, but chances are they might not show up or they might cancel. Um, that is super important. Put on your best smiley voice when you are answering phone calls or communicating with clients. Make sure before you hit that send button on a text, that it reflects and really makes sense what you're trying to get across to them. Another impression is clients feeling rushed. And I think this is more in the hair end of the business. Um, I know a lot of salons, especially in the downturn, stop double booking because stylists do feel rushed. People do feel ignored. I, I'm not a hairdresser, so I can't speak to that. But I do notice the trend in the salon suites where I'm at, where clients will leave their customers in the suite while they're processing, and they'll be sitting in the hallway, or they'll be out in their car. Um, that, I, I, I don't really wrap my head around that. I don't understand. Um, you know, why that's a trend. Because if I was sitting in a salon suite by myself and my hairdresser wasn't there while I was processing, I'd be a little bored to be honest with you. Um, so double booking probably isn't the greatest thing if you're in a salon suite. If you're in a salon and have multiple service providers or if you have assistants, that probably can help. Um, but I just feel in a downturned economy, if you want to level up your service while they're processing, you can do other things. You can do a paraffin treatment. You can do a hand scrub. You can get them a coffee or a tea. 
make it productive time. And if you do have to excuse yourself to return some phone calls, let them know. I'll be back to check on you. Do you need anything? Um, elevate your client experience. We don't want clients feeling rushed or ignored. Another thing you can do to level up your services is offering healthy services or services that you may not even think about, like home care, for example, doing a free consultation so that you can suggest products or ways to make them feel better at home. It costs you nothing for a consultation while they're sitting in your chair and you have a good way to look at them. Offering a healthy service such as a styling class so that they know how to style their own hair, teach them how to style their own hair. Um, for foot care, I always teach clients who want to know how to do things at home. We do it during the pedicure. I teach them, I show them exactly what to use in between their appointments so that their feet feel better and look better until they see me again. Estheticians, you can do um, makeup classes or services to add on to those facial, um, facial clients. The last thing I wanna talk about is marketing and I don't want you to stop marketing. However, I want you to market to the people you already have. Gaining new clients, again, it's six times the amount of work, it's six times the amount of cost. Don't stop marketing, but let your people in your chair know what you have going on, what's new. Make sure they are the first to know about things. Spruce up your brand, spruce up your website. It might be as easy as just going through and eliminating old pictures, making sure that it flows. Um, on a recent podcast episode, I talked to Macy from 40 Volume Marketing. She was a great wealth of knowledge. If you want help, and actually someone to assess your branding and your marketing, she is an expert. I highly recommend you talk to her. But little things that you can do to communicate with your current clients, like starting a blog or sending them emails, these are the marketing that we wanna focus on. Instagram is great, TikTok is great. The problem is, is that the majority of people that follow you aren't your clients and they're not local it doesn't make you any money. So posting a whole bunch of stuff for people that aren't gonna necessarily come in and spend money with you um, is just a lot of wasted time. Focus on the people that are in your chair. Send things that you have put on Instagram into Facebook community groups if you're doing promotions. Make sure that they are local groups that other business people can see or mom groups or things of that sort. Talk to your local community. Go to your chamber of commerce. They have in-person networking events. You can get, you know, a wine and cheese night and meet some local people. Find some businesses that might also be looking for new ways to advertise and maybe do a connection with them. Um, in 2007, 2008, when I was building my business during a recession, I teamed up with two businesses. One was a pizza place on the corner, and they would attach flyers and different promotions for businesses on top of their boxes. I did that for a little while. And then I also teamed up with a florist, a local florist. She had beautiful arrangements. And so she would give me an arrangement once a month. So I would advertise for her. 
And then she would have things out at her business and insert them into different arrangements that would promote my services. And it really was a win-win. So kind of think outside of the box in your marketing. Not everything has to be online. It really needs to be on person when we have an economic downturn. Um, another thing, it does take some time, but when you do get those new clients in, you should have some kind of protocol to follow up with them. Because these new clients do cost you so much time and energy to get in your chair, you don't want to wonder what happened to them if they don't come back. So if you have a new client, I always suggest that within the three days after their appointment, you have a little block on your schedule that says check in with new client number one. You can check in with them by email, text, or a phone call and just say, hey, I just want to check in with you. I hope you're still enjoying your service. And if they have any issues or problems, address them at that point. If they don't have any issues or problems, be like, oh, I'm so sorry we didn't get a picture of it, but I would love for you to like post it on Instagram or leave me a review. And if they don't have an appointment booked because they didn't pre-book when they left, that is your opportunity to get them and nail them down for an appointment at that point to make sure that they understand the maintenance involved when you're available and that they're gonna be able to upkeep that service and stay looking really good and come back to see you and your and you know spend some time with you so that you can refresh their look. Um, following up with a new guest, it 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 takes a few minutes. It's really not a big deal. And once you've done it and you've become comfortable with it, it's really easy. And then some people that do have problems might take a little bit more energy for you to fix or make suggestions. Um, for nails, it could be their nails are too long. They just need to come in and have them reshaped or filed down a little bit. Hair, they might need a toner or a different change of product. If they didn't take the product you suggested, you might want to say, well, you know, we really want to look at your home care routine and make sure that you're using products that aren't going to strip what I did to your hair out. Um, so definitely think about that follow-up with new clients. And I think that's pretty much the most I have to say about um, recession proofing. Again, recession proofing your business will really help you fight burnout because it gives you confidence in knowing what your business is about. It gives you different things to look at that you may not have looked at before. If you can think out of the box when there's an economic downturn, it really can help grow your business. And if you can survive and make it through a recession, you'll come out the other end much stronger. A better business person with a healthier business and healthier habits so that your stress level doesn't go up. So um, my final thoughts is that our services cannot be done digitally. They need to see us in person. So we need to show up in person. You know, people are always gonna need haircuts, pedicures, skincare. We value human connection and experience. So it's time to level up those experiences when economic downturns happen. And so um, I am gonna be following this up on different social media platforms if you follow me. 
and it is going to be available um, through those avenues. I am working on setting up these group roundtables through the summer. And as always, you can find everything on solosalonowner.com and all of my um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok is all solo salon owner. You can find me there. If you have any questions, I do offer free 15 minute consultations for people who are suite owners or booth renters. Um, I do work with people individually on VIP days and all of that hopefully is going to be posted to the website soon. Um, but you can always contact me directly through email or text or Instagram, and I'll be happy to ask, answer any questions. This recording is going to go out as a podcast episode also, so stay tuned for that, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for spending time with me today at the Solo Salon Owner Podcast. This content is for continuing education purposes, and I do recommend any financial decisions or legal decisions should be consulted with the proper professionals. If you'd like to leave me a voicemail, you can at the link below, or you can contact me and get a free consultation at solosalonowner.com or follow me on Instagram at solosalonowner. Please rate and leave a five-star review on Spotify or Google Podcasts. I look forward to talking with you soon.